Welcome to the podcast of MotorWeek, television's original automotive magazine. MotorWeek is made possible by Lucas Oil, Auto Value and Bumper to Bumper, and TireRack.com. Your podcast host, Brian Robinson. Well, hello and welcome to podcast number 294 here from the hallowed halls of MotorWeek World Headquarters. Uh, joining me today is Over the Edge reporter Greg Carlos. Digital producer Jessica Ray and writer Alex Kellum. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're going to spend this uh, show looking at the recent consumer electronics show uh, just happened in Las Vegas. More and more uh, cars are becoming tech devices, more than uh, automobiles. So it makes sense that every year more and more manufacturers showing up with cars to reveal at the consumer electronics show. I'm not sure that we saw any production vehicles this time around. We have some in the past, mm -hmm. but we did see some pretty uh, wild and a few mild uh, concepts. Um, I'm going to get right to the one that I think has gotten the most publicity, and that's the BMW iVision D sedan. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts on the multicolored BMW? It's a very interesting looking vehicle. And they kept the kidney grill. Thing. Well, you'd have to, yeah. and it, yeah. but it's but it's like snouty, very so snouty. You think I would people say. went crazy with the new yeah. version of it? <laughs> right. Imagine if they just did away with <laughs> it all together. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, so it is a sedan, uh, which as we'll get to a few more in this group. Um, I don't know with everything going SUVs now. This show is like, oh, it's all sedan stuff except for the Ram. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a uh, far out concept. I wouldn't expect it to see it anywhere close to this when we eventually do see whatever this car becomes. Uh, but the the whole highlight of the multicolor, uh, you can have any color you want, basically. E, e ink is the, what it's at called at the touch of a button. Which yeah. um, and I was confused because the last time we saw this, it was just white and black. I mm -hmm. thought yeah. it was all yeah. colors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is multicolor. This is thirty-two where, shades in the spectrum, right? Thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I think I alluded to this the last time we talked about it. I'm already thinking about how it can be used criminally. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like we're looking for a, a, a red BMW. Uh, all right, well I'm green now, so yeah. nobody's gonna find me. <laughs> I mean, it's a really interesting concept because, I mean, it would have been, uh, we didn't see it in person, but its whole point is that it's like, it hu it almost like, was it like it humanizes the, like it's a human uh, car or something the, like that? I, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, really. Like it talks to you. <laughs> create stronger bond between cars and people going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it's like, like Night Rider. I mean, it's literally like you're like interacting with the car, like, Though a woman like walked up to it, it like talked to her. It like it's like the that grill in the front is like eyes, and yeah. it like winked at her. The, the uh, <laughs> I don't like that. This is the first thing we do. With, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we display this interaction between a, a woman and a car. I believe the car is also a woman, or it was a woman's voice. I don't know. I think they had like oh, an okay. avatar well, or like display on oh, the Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Bring you. Bitmoji's car. It's like a bitmoji and like what are we it can just. So here? like, oh say, you, <laughs> say you walk up to the car, the front door, and it'll display like your profile and that has like a little like avatar of you. And that avatar can actually be 
like sitting and and seen while you're driving. What do I even need to exist for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's consumer electronics show. People go crazy for this stuff. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, uh, yeah I have no interest in this uh, it's particular a, technology. Really, you just got your first <laughs> smartphone. How do you not have? You you are an authority. You can speak on the subject yeah, you know now I'm, as a yeah, smartphone owner. I may be all in actually. You might <laughs> like it though because there's no um, real screen on the inside. Right, because of the it's, interface, it's actually part of me, right? It knows what I want. Basically, yeah, it's got like yeah. it's got like lights, and you sort of like touch it, and it's a very um, weird experience. It seems like I, it would I, freak I, me out. To I need it, to learn honestly. more about this. I wish I would have <laughs> dove deeper into this. This is intriguing. Some a little scary, it, though. Some yeah. of it was cool. Most of it, it kind of freaky. Yeah. But like, did you see they had like. Um, uh, the craziest head-up display I've ever seen. Yeah, it's and the it'll, full, full width display. Yeah, like, yeah. It'll, yeah. like everything that you can see, like it marks the path of the road, mm-hmm. it like blocks off a pedestrian, like it's like if you were watching uh, like the, like Tesla's autopilot thing or full self-drive like work, it's like that, but like you visualized on your windshield. Yeah. yeah, it's like driving with the Cadillac night vision instead of looking out the window. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like a virtual reality version of driving. Right? Yes. Yeah. So why even have a clear windshield? <laughs> I don't know. I don't hey. think any of it would be legal. I think this is. It screams autonomy to me, <laughs> yeah. like uh, some well, sort. We'll but it's see. a very interesting. Uh, cool, <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. The digital emotional experience. Yes, that's, that's the what D stands for. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering experience. what the D is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. Thanks for uh, bringing it back home for us there. I did not do my research. I did not do enough research for this. You know? That's why we have you on these yeah, I read that. I was like, hey, it's me streaming Titanic. Like, great. So in a similar tech vehicle human interface, Sony is getting together with Honda for their mobility Afila, right? Mm-hmm. That, yes, it's uh, correct. Uh, what exactly is that? I mean, it's like... Uh, if you remember two years ago at CES, Sony came out with their vision concept and it kind of blew everybody away and everybody was kind of like, I would buy that car if it was offered to me. Um, so they have partnered up with Honda and the the prototype that they have not named, they did release a prototype, but the mm-hmm. Afila is the brand. That's an actual right. brand name right. of an actual vehicle that we will be able to buy at some point. Ideally 2026, in 2026, right? 2026. Yeah. Like pre-orders in 25 and then yeah. deliveries in 26. So all those people saying that they wanted to buy uh, the Vision or whatever, pony up. <laughs> yeah, put your money in my mouth. This. But yeah, or no, I, I mean, I think it's like a very sleek looking vehicle. Yeah. It's kind of plain, to be honest. But I think in the way that like it has like that same look that Tesla has in a way. And it's very clearly tailored toward um people who are interested in a very tech focused vehicle yeah so yeah it has like yeah. 45 cameras in it yeah, 45 um, camera that's what i took away like, from my uh, <laughs> limited research here uh was 45 cameras and, and sensors and it makes sense because this is the consumer electronics show yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they don't really talk about driving i mean like i i'm looking at these cars except for the id7 which we'll, we'll bring up and it's like there's driving is way back in the back of everybody's heads of these things. So like, 
you know, yes. uh, you look at it, it's like, wow, like that is a, a cool car, but like, is it really a car? If like, it's, I know it's like supposed to, to do car things, but like <laughs> everything exciting about it has nothing to do with car things. Cause it's, like, this is, a, it's, it's a, uh, like, what were you calling it, Alex? Like it's an entertainment experience, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So the, uh, I think I've read where the infotainment, which by the way, like when you look at it, it's like two, like very large screens that go across mm -hmm. the dash, maybe multiple screens. And then I think they have like mirrors, like digital mirror kind of thing. Yes, they do. Um, and the screen is supposed to have like a, like they're partnering cause you know, it's Sony. So PlayStation, they're partnering with Epic games. So, you know, your kid can get Fortnite clips while you drive, which is like, cool, I guess that's the future we're heading towards. But mm. yeah, it's like definitely more tailoring towards like, yeah, the entertainment side of things, being able to like stream things and to like have like really bring the entertainment and the infotainment. You know, it's almost like we're at the point where designers are like, we're not actually going to be doing the driving in these vehicles. Now, what else are we going to be? Yeah, doing, like right? how are you going to kill the time? Sitting right. and charging, you know. right? What's that? Sitting yeah, well, when you're sitting yeah, and charging, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, Watching when you're movies, letting the computers do the driving. That's right. true. Yeah. yeah. But I, the one thing I will say is I, they put the yoke in this, and mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing the yoke because I just don't like the yoke steering yeah. wheel. I still want to give it a try. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, if anybody wants to offer up their plaid or whatever has yeah. the yoke, and I think Lexus's uh, EV, they Oh, offer. the RZ, yeah. yes. Yeah. But the two, I think we talked about it before, two very different implementations of the yoke. Right. Still, I mean, I, I want to give it a shot but before yeah. I yeah. really trash it. That was, True. that was something that was like the future like 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but now, like, it's like, well, what everybody ignores is that like it's terrible to use on a daily, like again, I haven't used one, but right. like what I know about race car steering wheels is like if you're just trying to drive around the paddock, I mean, it's like impossible. Like you can't just, <laughs> yeah. just drive this thing. Yeah. It's made specifically for, you know, one purpose. I know Michael Knight made it work pretty good in uh, Knight Rider. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, we'll the only other thing about uh, the Afila prototype, and it kind of reminds me of the BMW, is this like trend we're going towards, or at least trend we're seeing in concepts of like communicating with outsiders, like communicating with people outside of the car. So the Fila has that media bar in the front too. Mm. That displays things. And I know, like, it can display, like, your charging info and stuff, like, when you have it plugged in. So, obviously, that's important. But I wonder if that's something we're going to see more of, like, more vehicles, like, communicating or trying to be tethered to the outside world in some way. Hmm. I could put a note that says, leave me alone or something. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I did see somebody put this thing on their car, and it's, like, um, a hand. Like, you know, like, the hand signal uh to oh, like cross the, the street, yeah. to cross the street, <laughs> and they have one in it. Like you can light it up so like it'll show like a middle finger or something. Oh. And you put it on your back window, and it you just like click a button. It's very lame. You have that on your Jeep? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, well, that's where we're going with the avatar. Soon right. your avatar will be able to do all that. Yeah. The whole we'll have to flip the bird you know? to anybody. Right. Yes, the avatar. Right. Yeah. And then don't take it up with the avatar. Yeah. Right? You know? Or ideally, you would put someone else's avatar. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. you, you sign into like your friend's profile. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it was them, not me. You know. So getting to something a little more... Um, Realistic, uh, Greg, you brought up the ID7, mm. which I assume is a bigger uh, fully electric from Volkswagen. Correct. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, again, a, a sedan. We have a four door yep. sedan. And mm -hmm. it looks like this is kind of like going to try to continue the whole uh, Passat line. It's obviously not called a Passat. They're moving away from it. Uh, we drove the last one. 
this yeah. past year was yeah. our long term. It's a shame to see it go because I really like the facade. Every time we got in it, we're like, this is a nice sedan. The pride of Chattanooga. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> the pride of Chattanooga. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the ID7, uh, the ID4 is an SUV. This is a, a sedan. Uh, the way we saw it at CES is it's it's technically not a production vehicle, although they didn't really call it a concept. Um, Correct. So it's going to be it's it's close. What you see in the pictures, as I'm sure you're looking this at this on your phone or if you're on your computer, uh, this is basically what we'll see. We'll probably have a few minor changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty much what it'll look like, and uh, it's very—it it is definitely a Volkswagen. You, you can tell that right away. And uh, it, they were estimating like f- over 400 miles of range. I yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. They, they said the, 35. They, they, said, they said the European was like 700 kilometers, kilometers. Yeah. so that is like over 400 miles. But, but then we always look think lower because our testing is yeah, harsher. Yeah, EPA standards. So, gonna... I mean, if you, if it's inching toward 400 miles, potentially on the production model, I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pushing, getting closer to that 500-mile benchmark, and we're talking about on a Volkswagen. We're not talking about a Lucid. We're not mm-hmm. talking about a Tesla. We're talking about what should be a relatively mainstream EV. My only question is, is like, how big is that battery going to be? And how quickly can, it's going to be on 800 volt charging. But the issue is nobody can get to these stations where they actually charge that fast. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'd love to be optimis- optimistic, but there's just always something in my head pulling me back to the pessimist point of view. And really? Yeah, you know, I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, well, I mean, with this one, too, it's more of like a luxury. Uh, they're kind of like leaning a bit more toward that like full-size luxury sedan. Um, the which flagship, is, as, yeah. the, as the Passat was. Yeah, I mean... Or like a Phaeton to that level, or no? I don't... Mm, I don't know. Right. I, well, it's hard to tell, yeah. because... Like, the design language on the inside is very similar to the ID4 that we've seen. And I wouldn't... I mean, it's nice, but I guess I wouldn't say it was, like... Are you Googling Phaeton right now, Greg? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big Volkswagen, very luxurious. I'm making my avatar. (laughs) So, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to move on uh, to one that uh, potentially has a, uh, could be much bigger than all of these, and that's the Ram Revolution battery electric vehicle concept. Um, you know, Ford and GM have got their trucks out already. Just a matter of time before Ram brought theirs out. Uh, still just a concept, uh, but I'm not sure how many details. Did they give a whole lot of details? Spec-wise? I, I mean, spec-wise. No batteries or anything. Yeah. No, no range, yeah. no I mean, power. just that, it, you know, it has 800-volt architecture. Um, I mean, really the biggest thing is that, like, it has, like, a some like quirky features to it right it's got um, like like this tailgate that kind of pops out yeah um Uh, no b pillar there's no b pillar there interesting uh third row jump seats uh, yeah the mid gate can be i think lowered or raised or whatever to allow it's like a pass through Mm -hmm. but it's not like a uh, not like a rivian pass through where it's that you know thing you put like a golf bag in or whatever it's like the other ways so you can i think it's like up to 18 feet you can yeah. put an object like through probably like 
planks of wood and stuff. Oh, you wait, know, you go, mean from the go, front yeah, going they, all the way well, they, to the back? Yeah, they can go from the bed all the way up to the yeah, front. Yeah, that was yeah. in the original Rivian they showed at LA, oh, okay. and everybody was super excited about it, and that is yet that didn't make it into yeah. uh, Rivian okay. going front to back. Uh, I would love cool. to see it finally make it through. I feel like that would be... Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome how much feature. would it be used, though? Well, where is it? Fit? Is I'd it under the bed all the way through, or is it like... It's like the pass-through to get to the front is underneath the screen. So it's like right in the middle of the center console. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know exactly. Yeah, I, is, I, is there a picture yeah. here? I, I thought there was something like the. Isn't it like here? Yeah, like. Yeah. Wow. Or was it there? Uh, if you need context, you can read our article on this, Justin. You can yeah. see all of the pictures. <laughs> um, but it's. I don't. I don't know how how often it'd be. I think the it's, the idea of the pass through in the bat and. Um, look. I like that a lot. It's a full-size oh, yeah, yeah, pickup yeah. truck. The whole point is like, I don't know when I'm going to use it, but True. I could use but it. But I could, right, right. I mean, how, like, yeah, if you're going to haul some stuff, you know, you the, would, the yeah. rare occasions that I one uses a pickup truck. But I would, it's that's a party trick, I would you know? Yeah, I mean, I'd, <laughs> I'd use it once or twice and feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah. Well, the mid-gate, you know, going back to the Chevy Avalanche, yeah. I mean, that was a very uh, practical, useful thing. And I think the Silverado EV is yeah, using I that same of, thing, yeah, and that's well. in the production I version. I think yeah. people like that. Like, yeah. I think a oh, lot of love the Avalanche. Like, people are bummed that they can't get that on a truck that you could buy right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, I think it looks good. I just hate and how and big these things yeah, are. They're huge, and so they'll have a performance big. version, uh, as everybody is doing. It's terrifying. Crazy fast. And t- you're <laughs> right, terrifying, really. I mean, because I mean, it, I, we don't know how heavy that. this thing right. is, but you're yeah. inching over six thousand pounds, probably closer to seven. At least, depending but on how, how big the battery is. It does have four-wheel steering, so hey. And that, I'm a huge that proponent going. of that. I'm now. a big oh fan of that, because if you're going to have something this big and long, you need mm. four-wheel it, steering. Yeah. completely changes the drive experience of a full-size pickup if you yes. have that. Like, and I'm talking like not four-wheel steering from 10 years ago, the new four-wheel steering. Right. We're talking like 15 degrees of, mm-hmm. yeah. of turning. It's, it's sweet. It is definitely a cool-looking truck and lots of feet. I just wish, I mean, obviously it gets a lot of excitement. I just wish they would give you a little more as far as facts, you know. Yeah. Uh, That would make me more excited to know, like. Well, it's it's serving as kind of like a precursor to, you know, the eventual production model, which I think we'll learn more about probably this year or or next. So um, I think this is just kind of to whet the appetite, you know. Like, here's what it could be. I mean, do you think it looks Ram-like? Oh, I think this is like if Tesla the, made a truck. Like, this is what the, I mean, te- the, the Cybertruck The grill is like. less than an acre in size, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. But it does say Ram on it, so yeah. you know it's Ram. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it literally it's got, says Ram. Yeah, it's got the... <laughs> it says it a couple the, places, too. It's got the main Ram characteristics. So, I, you know, I give it a pass. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess... I think it looks all right. Yeah, I like it. it. It'll be interesting it'll to look see. Nothing, it'll look mostly nothing like this, though. It's true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised at how many F-150 Lightnings I've seen on the road. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. They're, they're that's a weekly occurrence. Out there. Yeah, I, they're so, so easy to spot, too, And they're never telling bar. anything. <laughs> yeah. Or hauling anything. No, they're just, yeah. Well, that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's probably it as far as the major debuts there at CES. Uh, anything else anybody saw they wanted to mention? Um, I saw the new Postal van was pretty wild. Did you see that? They had it there at CES. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be interesting once we start seeing them on the roads. Uh, is it, is it, we're talking about the one that was like re- debuted like a year or so ago. It. It's like super cartoonish looking. Yeah, it's got yeah, like, like a, a beak. super yeah. long, bubbly yeah, yeah, windshield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they showed that already somewhere. I thought. Well, they had been like 
they did a whole reveal of the next generation uh, mail truck like yeah. a while ago, but I'm not sure anybody's actually seen it. They had until they, so uh, it was yeah. mostly was just it. renderings. Okay, no, they had one there, and it's M A I L truck, not M A L E truck. Yeah, just M A I L. So yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, just so everyone's you know square, we don't get in trouble. USPS talking about USPS. mail delivery. Yes, mail delivery. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean it's a funky looking. Thing. Yeah. I don't even know when they're set to hit the streets. I don't know, but or, it's pretty cool looking. <laughs> they built them. <laughs> Makes not. me want to get back into snail mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, CES, always fun. Always lots to talk about. Let's move on to another topic that's equally uh, conversation starting, <laughs> at least around our offices lately. And uh, this is our lightning round question. Each person will have 30 seconds to discuss this topic. Charging an EV is a little more complicated than fueling up at a gas station. And as electric vehicle ad adoption increases, more and more people are using public chargers and their etiquette or lack thereof is being noticed. What are some things you consider charging etiquette? I'll start with you, Greg, because I know you got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I might take uh, your 30 seconds here. So You're welcome to them. We're, yeah, now that we, I mean, we're, as everybody has noticed, uh, we're testing a lot more EVs now. So we have to charge them more frequently, and we can't always wait overnight. So we've been uh, taking advantage of our DC fast chargers. Electrify America has one very close to us. And it wasn't until this past week where I really, or two weeks, uh, that I've noticed that there are actually people charging at these stations it's no longer just us because for a while it was <laughs> yeah. like, right, yep. i know uh, i live in frederick so there's a few more people at, at that station uh but here in owings mills it had been a while uh so i went over the other day there was completely full up i'm like wow that's odd come by the next day completely full up so and there's like four becoming, chargers yeah there. and it, it's be, it's becoming an issue which made me think of etiquette because as i was able to get a spot the second day there were three other cars who had been there a while, and you can see state of charge on the screens. And there are people waiting. There are actually people waiting in the parking lot to get in there. And I'm seeing like 75, 80%, over 80%. Mm. People are sleeping in their cars as they're charging. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not like the czar of charging, but you have to think that the etiquette is like, once you get to like 80%, which is really what you should be doing on a fast charger, 20 to 80%, mm -hmm. like you got to get up and go, especially if somebody's waiting, right? Yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah. it's okay to be sleeping in your car, whatever, whatever you're doing in your car is fine. If you're shopping, whatever. But, you know, once you are over that 80% and you're still sleeping in your car, I just, I feel like it's in, in poor taste to, to continue to sit there. And especially if you see somebody waiting for you, right. that might even be worse than if you're sleeping. Yeah. And a time when common courtesy to your fellow man is at its all time low. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, we're introducing, we're even trying to require, force people to buy electric vehicles, but then not really have many places for them to charge them. So it, uh, we may see some charge rage. I'm going to mm -hmm. coin charge that. Charge rage. I just coined that phrase. We'll Someone mark the yep. uh, okay. digital tape. We're going to start seeing <laughs> uh, charge rage uh, going on with people that can't get their cars charged. I think it's it's frustrating because of people like not understanding like like you said you know you charge to eighty percent and that's what you should be that's doing on a fast charger. That's what the stations are for. They're really not for you to go to one hundred percent because it takes forever. I mean, first I mean that's of all. just the nature of any battery. I mean it's like oh, wow my phone is charging really quick except for the last twenty percent. Like that's just the nature of how batteries work. It's also detrimental to your battery to be 
charging it, like trickle charging it on a fast charger. And um, one thing I also see a lot, like poor charge etiquette, is like um, people will, uh, like in a shopping center, they have all these spots now that are like four electric cars and they have like usually level two chargers on them. And um, people will like to have an electric car and char- park in that spot and like don't plug in. They just right. use it as a spot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to just be like, well, I have an electric car. I can yeah. I can use this spot. That's okay. Or if you're in an EV and you need to plug in and there's someone. A, a plug-in yeah. plug hybrid there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or I've also seen in, in places where they put the spots like really close to the stores. Um, there's random cars. will just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, that's the closest spot. I'll just park there because it's an empty spot. And it's like, I mean, that's not charging yeah. etiquette from, that's just etiquette right. and being a good person in general. Right. <laughs> the, the reason I don't have steam coming out of my ears yet is because I do understand that it's still early. I mean, this is new to everybody. Mm. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I feel like everybody does deserve a grace period. Uh, but it, it's the conversation should be started at this point because, like I just said, now people are charging at these stations. You're not always going to get uh, your, your, uh, your, your electricity right away. Um, and I know that in theory you should like, mm-hmm. and, and people who hate EVs are probably saying, "Well, I should be able to pull up and charge in this amount of time and get a hundred percent." I hear you. Mm-hmm. I I think that would be awesome, and I think we have to strive to get there. But the fact is, we are not even. We close. need to. Right, we're not <laughs> even close. And uh, it's just a necessary evil at this point. Like we just have to do it to move to where we want to be. And there has to be some kind of like. It's not like you can just go a couple miles down the road to the next charging station. No. Like some towns, there's you get one, one. or two options. Right. And if you're traveling, uh, you know you may not have enough miles to get to the next town. So you've it's true, wait. right? Yeah. So that's like an exception. Like say you're on a road trip and you're kind of in a rural place that you know every that that charging stations are few and far between, right? It would make sense to be like if somebody's like, hey, can I? You're like if you went up to somebody and you were like, hey, you're at I see you're at eighty five percent. Um, do you mind if I plug in? Um, then maybe, but then they were like, well, I, I need to be at like 90 or 95 to get to the next charging yeah. station. You know what I mean? Like there's exceptions to it, but that's part of etiquette, right? Like yeah. being a good person, just having common sense and also mm. just not plugging your like bolt into a 350 kilowatt charger. And I do know. know that some uh, charging stations, they can start charging you extra if For it's fully charged yeah. If you, yeah, yeah leave it yeah. plugged in you, yes yeah, yeah. So, like a lot yeah. like it's not cheap yeah. to leave it plugged Alex, in. Alex, uh, we've been just going on. No, no. I so. mean, I still use the, the shopping cart method as my litmus test in a parking lot. You know, if someone doesn't return the cart to the little thing oh. or to the front, then oh. I know like they're probably not a great person. So I'm still <laughs> at that point. But I will say that uh, I'll end this topic on a positive note. Last time I was at, because I went to the, the, the Target up the road, mm-hmm. and, you know, charged or whatever. I was with Steven and... Um, we pulled up or backed into a charger or whatever. And before we got out, the guy next to us got out and was like, oh, hey, that one's not working. You need to go over another one. And I know that's pretty oh, inconsequential. That nice. But, like, I know, like, I'm a recluse. Like, I don't talk to people. But I thought that was pretty nice. Were that, you like, taking a bit? <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, man, get back in the car. I have mace. <laughs> but he was, you know, he got out and was like, hey, because, you know, that's another, you know, thing is obviously chargers don't work sometimes. So right. it was nice yeah. that this guy was like, hey, you know, before and- someone else snags it, like, mm-hmm. Move and over. for some reason, like the the charger, the, the station doesn't say like out of order. Yeah. Or, like, no, <laughs> like, no. Plug and unplug like three yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, try to get maybe the sixth time's a charm. I don't right. know. Well, yeah.
So that, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Way to end it on a very positive. You know, yeah, I, I try. Wow. I try. You know, let's move on before that's why we go he's back here. down the <laughs> dark side. Well, we have a very important question here from a very important person. This is a question from former Motor Week employee Joe Ligo. And any anyone that hangs out in the classic car scene or knows anything about American Motors, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's working yeah. on a documentary. You yeah. know the name Joe Ligo. He uh, sends us this interesting question: If someone gave you five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, and five hundred thousand dollars, which I guess he could have just if said if someone gave us five hundred fifty five thousand, <laughs> but whatever, what car would you buy with each amount of money? Who wants to go first on this question? Let's give Alex the yeah, run. Alex, oh, you go first. Jeez. Okay. All right. Um, well, five thousand dollars. Not a lot of money oh. these days. Uh, I would actually, you know, if I can, a little bit of a wild card. I would. Uh, I would buy a motorcycle. Buy like a Ooh, used. No, that's uh, fair. That's a good maybe one. a Honda Rebel or CBR. I'm not uh, like I don't. Ha I haven't ridden enough bikes to like have an allegiance yet. But right. you know, I, I'm kind of looking at the Hondas. Plenty so, of good used you know. bikes out there. Yeah. The so, Absolutely. I think that's my $5,000 answer. Uh, the $50,000, you know, I think a year ago we got asked like a similar questions like uh, for Christmas, like you get one car, 50000 mm -hmm. I said, like, I made a joke about getting a Bronco and then like a Kia Stinger. That probably still holds true. Mm -hmm. I have driven other vehicles that would hear at Motor Hurry Week, up and so. get that Stinger. Going <laughs> yeah, 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 I right? know, I know. Um, but I guess if used cars are in the market, that opens up a whole lot of things, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I assumed yeah. used cars were yeah, part of Yeah, this. like for fifty yeah, grand, yeah, like, I mean, I got a project at home i just put it in to be honest uh and then for half a million dollars i mean like can i just buy a house like is that, a, <laughs> is that an option or can i buy a garage that yeah. also kind of has a house sounds good uh, to me no i i don't know that put me down for like a ford gt if i could still get one right. why not Go full send. that would yeah. make sense full that would make sense jessica what are your three well cars? so for um uh, they're all actually weirdly four by fours, which is kind of odd because I thought I would have like picked a, uh, at least maybe like a sports car. But um, so first up would be for five thousand dollars, I would buy a two thousand and five Chevy Tahoe because those things can survive the apocalypse and they basically run forever. Um, obviously, one without rust. Um, because the, it the might rust. cost you a little more than five grand. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> but um, and then for fifty thousand um, dollars, it wouldn't be exactly fifty. It'd be a little over fifty. But I would get a uh, Defender ninety for sure. Mm. I mm -hmm. was a big, big fan of when we tested it. The new one. The yeah, new I really liked it. It was mm. like everything I wished my Jeep could do. Wow. I think because it was just yeah. that it yeah. it was that like bit of luxury in a four by four. Um, I really hadn't had a lot of experience with Land Rovers before, so uh, I think that'd that's... be a great marketing slogan for them. <laughs> Everything you wish Everything your Jeep my Jeep doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> my Jeep is also much much cheaper. Um, but and then for five hundred thousand dollars, I think it's not it. It wouldn't be up to. It would be, I guess, probably closer to like three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars, but probably a G wagon, like a four by four squared. Yeah, thought about that. Um, yeah, just yeah. because. Just customize it a little oh, bit. That'll get you up yeah, to five hundred thousand. Yeah, a custom paint job. Yeah. You could get a GLB as like a dinghy for the back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Greg. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I was gonna go Miata, but I've already owned one, so been there, done that. Five thousand. Let's just do a beater forerunner. It, it can have nice. it can have rust. Yeah. Third, third, have to, third uh, gen forerunner, yeah. second gen maybe, but just it's a beater. Good. I like a beater car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like I. As much as I appreciate like a good clean car, I also know who I am and what I am. <laughs> and sometimes I'm just like, I gotta get in and go. I gotta throw this on the floor or I bump into that. I don't care. I need a beater. <laughs> Fifty thousand, I'll go golf R. Uh, just because I really like. I enjoyed the one we had at Roebling last year. Uh, I think it's useful enough for. And I'm in in this world where I get this amount of money, I still have a wife and kids. True. So uh, yeah, the, the, I'll go golf R. And then five hundred thousand. Um, I thought about G wagon, um, but I decided to go with a. Uh, I did that story on ECD down in Florida, mm. where they take those old Defenders and turn them into these awesome new modern Defenders. So I'll take a Defender one ten with an LT four supercharged V eight, uh, and then I'll just go crazy with the interior. I mean, like the finest leather, uh, all kinds of cool gadgets and personalizations, and just go all the way up to five hundred thousand dollars. And that's that was awesome. That's a good one. That was awesome. Very uh, good answers. Moving. Uh, anyone have a rant? Well, we, we don't yeah. get yeah. Yeah. You don't I, have any? I'm the host. I don't have to get answers. <laughs> I don't know about five. You know, I would just go on like whatever online buying site is the popular one these days, and, and just bring see. a trailer. You get to five hundred thousand real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. See whatever. Pop- you get well, the weirdest thing for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, the five and fifty would be hard. The five hundred thousand. If I'm going to spend that much, I'm definitely going to be sleeping in it. Yeah. To, to mm. Alex's point, so I would definitely get like a really nice RV. Um, for that, but with the other ones, just whatever, whatever you know, I came across that looked like a good buy. I like it. Just Rational. slap fifty thousand in some guy's hand. I like what you got <laughs> yeah. there. Like Don't care what it is. Uh, all right. Anyone have a rant or a rave? I know yeah. we kind of got into it a little bit with the EV charging uh, etiquette, but uh, yeah, I can always rant. Uh, right. What do you got? You know, uh, just curious what your guys' feelings is uh, on. Um, you wake up on a like a spring morning and you have uh, condensation on your on your driver's side window. Can't look out, can't see out. So traditionally in cars, I always felt like I could put the window down, whether it be power or, or manual. And uh, you bring it back up and it's kind of squeegeed the, the the water off. But I'm noticing in a lot of the cars we drive, and even my wife's 2014 Mazda. They don't squeegee anymore. Like I don't know if it's a new thing or maybe I'm just like really only focusing on the times where they don't squeegee that water off. Uh, but has anybody else had issues with this, and has it infuriated them like it has me? I have definitely noticed that as well. It seems to be, I don't know if they use different kind of uh, um, weather stripping there um, because of uh, aero reasons or uh, cost reasons, but, yeah, there's definitely a difference in the way the glass window contacts the uh, inside of the door when it goes down. My Jeep will only do, like, I'll put it down, and when I put it back up, it'll do, like, half. I'll take that over And nothing. I'm like, yeah. okay. But it's, like, annoying. But, I, you know, I definitely noticed that, that same thing, like, for whatever reason. Like, even today, there was, like, condensation on the windows of the car that I drove this, in this morning. And I tried to clear it off, like, just putting the windows down, thinking that would work. But, yeah, no, it didn't. Next uh, preview I go on, I want to get with an engineer. I know sometimes <laughs> yeah. when we have these, talk, like we got to talking about uh, one pedal driving yep. and all that yeah. stuff, and then, uh, I'll get with some engineers and we'll see if I can get Yeah, report back yeah. on that. Let's, yeah, uh, let's revisit this. You've piqued my interest very much so. Anything else? 
Anything to add? Nobody? All right, with that, we'll bring it to a close. We'll thank David Wainwright, our audio engineer, podcast producer Jessica Ray, and, of course, Bob Mixter, the creator of All Things Podcast. And uh, be sure to tune in and watch us and listen to us in all the usual places. And thanks for watching Motor Week. You have been listening to the podcast of Motor Week, television's original automotive magazine. Motor Week is made possible by Lucas Oil, Auto Value and Bumper to Bumper, and TireRack.com.